At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome in to the Boys and Girl Podcast with Cowboys NFL Network reporter Jane Slater and NFL Network producer Bobby Belt. A Cowboys community with the inside scoop on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, coming straight to you from the Lone Star State, here's Jane and Bobby. All right, we heard you loud and clear here on the Boys and Girls podcast. You want more sports. At last check, our last download had 90,736 listeners. Thank you so much for that. So, you know, we contractually agreed to only do one episode a month in the offseason, but We get it. You need the distractions, so we're here for it. And we have packed the show uh, with several prospects, among them guys that have talked to the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's an interesting time right now, given the the new restrictions and the new sort of uh, method of talking to guys before the draft. And so, uh, you know, in a lot of instances, we may find that there's guys we didn't expect the Cowboys to talk to that have, you know, talked to, you know, that the team has talked to. And, uh, you know, there may be players that we would have think they would have had interest in that they, you know, didn't they haven't reached out to yet. And so it is it is kind of a adjustment period for everybody, uh, teams and agents and everyone else and these players. But it's a good opportunity to kind of stop down. And, and we always get really good feedback from people when we, they get to hear from these prospects and, and get a better glimpse at them past just you know whatever they've seen on the field or at the combine or anything else and uh it's a good opportunity for these guys to kind of open up and you know let us know a little bit more about themselves and how this process has been and this is when i'm really proud that you're my teammate bobby because (laughs) this is where you shine you know we get a lot of these guys coming on our show and reaching out to us because of your relationship with these players as they go through college so you know i thought one of the more intriguing guys that we talked to for this episode the Cowboys, lo and behold, are talking to a quarterback. Yes, <laughs> yeah. a quarterback, the same quarterback that has had virtual chats as well with places like the Eagles and the Patriots. We are talking about James Morgan from FIU. Yeah, and and James Morgan's a, a really sharp individual. He's a guy who 
almost a little bit of a Doogie Hauser. He he graduated in three years at Bowling Green. That's where he started out his career. So he didn't have to observe the same transfer rules and was able to transfer over to FIU. So really smart, sharp, cerebral type of quarterback and not the only quarterback they've talked to. We saw the Cowboys release on their social media profiles that they had talked with, you know, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Oklahoma who used to be over at Alabama. And so uh, they're they're looking at contingencies. I, I wouldn't think that's more to do with Dak Prescott, probably more to do with Cooper Rush and, mm-hmm. and you know, Mike McCarthy getting the type of guys behind, uh, you know, behind Dak Prescott that really fit more of his mold and, and what he wants to do. But interesting nonetheless that they are talking to quarterbacks. I think that Quarterback is about the only position I'd be surprised if that was the position they took with the first pick, maybe running back too. But otherwise, it's, it's pretty wide open for the Cowboys this year. And for those of you keeping track at home, Bobby has been doing an excellent job of keeping track of some of the guys that he's heard are doing some of these virtual chats with the Cowboys. Now, keep in mind, we have seen in the past, these guys get drafted and they've had zero touch point with the team, which is always fascinating to me because they do their homework so much on some of these guys. For whatever reason, that guy falls off their board or they just had a guy that they liked. You know, they typically tell us it's best athlete available. Bobby, give us some of the names that the Cowboys are looking at. So maybe we can sort of glean a picture of some of their identity uh, that they're looking to move towards and also some of the needs. Well, and it's interesting because so often we can, while they have, you're right, picked guys before that they had absolutely no contact with. They did that with Morris Claiborne when they picked him sixth overall. Um, last year, they did that with Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern said he hadn't heard from the Cowboys at all during the pre-draft process, and then they took him with their second pick after Tristan Hill. And so the the Cowboys, though, they are pretty consistent that their their top picks are usually guys that were on their 30 visits list, the guys they bring in for national visits, or a guy they had in for a local visit, which is doesn't count against their national visits. It's guys that either attended high school or college in the metropolitan area. So basically anywhere in DFW. And Which I think, you know, not having the Dallas Day, I think is unfortunate for the Cowboys because think of some of the guys they found. Cole Beasley was a Dallas Day guy. Danny yeah. Amendola was a Dallas Day guy. So I think it is unfortunate they're not getting, again, my buzzword here today is going to be touch point. They're not getting that touch point with those players. And as, you know, James speaks to it a little bit, they're not getting to see their personalities in person. And I would agree. I don't think you can fully uh, resonate with people when you're not in the same room. So I think this is going to be interesting. I did talk to one of my sources about that, though, Bobby, because I was just curious. How are they handling all of this and the challenges now that we've done some of these ourselves? Uh, I was told it's way different, but also maybe better in some aspects. It's not as much as the T-shirt workout overreaction they're letting the tape tell the story. So that's from one of my Cowboy sources about how these Cisco WebEx chats are going and fascinating that the Cowboys are even teasing them. I sent them uh, a screenshot and I said, you're going to tell us who's on the big board. <laughs> and uh, they sort of joked and said, look, don't, uh, don't read into that. So if you're trying to micro screen in uh, the Bobby belts of the world, uh, don't get too excited. They're not giving away any uh, in-house secrets with that release of the video. No, no, I wouldn't expect they would. And that is the interesting thing because typically we we can narrow it down from the 30 list or the local list. So the fact that they don't have that this year and instead it's just video chats with you know pretty much anybody they like, it's hard to narrow it down as much. Now, one of the small benefits we do have is we do know guys they interview or guys they had scheduled a couple of them. They didn't fill out their whole list, but they did schedule a few guys for 30 visits before they got canceled. Uh, one of them was Kenneth Murray, the linebacker at Oklahoma. 
Uh, a guy we talked to last week, Devin Asiasi from UCLA. He had a 30-visit schedule with the Cowboys that didn't happen. Um, and so they they were getting things in order, starting to get things, and, and maybe we'll find out more of that list as it goes on, and that can be more telling. But as it stands now, the video conferences and, and really the combine formals are probably the best things we have to go off of. And uh, that video chat includes Jalen Hurts. Um, you've got Denzel Mims, the receiver from Baylor. Uh, Justin Matabike, who we talked to last week, the Texas A&M defensive tackle, he's on there. Um, they've also talked to Zach Bond, the linebacker, likely in Dallas's scheme out of Wisconsin. Um, and they've also talked to Christian Fulton, the cornerback from LSU. And, and those are names right there. Zach Bond, Christian Fulton. Uh, those guys are probably more the first round type of names that they would have to be looking at if they were interested in those guys. Whereas Denzel Mims, Jalen Hurts, Justin Matabike, those may be more either trade back from their pick or guys they would take in the second round. But definitely intriguing to see some of these people that they've talked to, and, and hopefully that list will continue to flesh out a little bit more and we'll get a better idea of it. And, you know, we'll talk to some of these guys and, and see if we can get it straight from the horse's mouth. And as we are recording this, we got news today, the Don Terry post signing, the defensive tackle uh, coming over and that deal getting finally finalized. I thought it, it took a while. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Cowboys announcing that that one taking place today. So there you go. Yeah, finally getting that one done, knocked out, and, and uh, official. That's That's been one of the interesting things about these. Usually that wouldn't be headline-making, that a deal had become official, but we've seen so many deals that were agreed to in principle that have been backed out on because they can't get that you know face-to-face contact. We saw that with uh, Michael Brockers, the Rams defensive tackle, who had agreed to a deal in Baltimore and then had to walk away from that. And interestingly enough, um, the Cowboys actually in that period where the Ravens deal fell through and Brockers went back to the Rams, the Cowboys actually reached out and offered Brockers a deal. And so they were still looking to add def- That was after the Poe deal. That was after the McCoy deal. So they were still looking to add defensive lines. So that's clearly something that they're still interested in fleshing out. It is interesting that they're addressing those needs in free agency because I think in recent years they haven't really done that. They've been relying on, uh, you know, some of these journeyman complicated guys and then hoping that somebody in the draft is going to pop. So I do think, again, we're already seeing some of the changes with Mike McCarthy and how he's going about uh, putting together not only a staff, but this team. And we're sort of seeing some of that right now. So I think the draft is going to be intriguing this year to see how much control Mike McCarthy's had in this versus, say, a Jason Garrett, despite them telling us that Jason Garrett had all sorts of input. Uh, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it will be, it is funny. You remember Andrew Brandt told us that, uh, you know, from his understanding from two teams, not the Cowboys, so it could be that something else was said there, but two teams he talked to that interviewed Mike McCarthy, that McCarthy had told them like, hey, look, I'm not here necessarily to pick your players. I, I just want to coach football. And so I will be interested to see if, if the scouting staff gets more of just their own control because admittedly, and you know, I know you love Rob Marinelli and, and everybody loves Rob Marinelli and, and a lot of people like Jason Garrett. Admittedly, some of the be times careful. where be I know, no, I know I'm not going to say anything, but admittedly, uh, sometimes some of the, you know, the taco Charlton picks of the world or the Tristan Hill picks of the world. Those were times where maybe the coaches got more their way. And, and so it'll be interesting to see if we have less of those. Now, to be fair, we can also flip that around and say the coaches got their way on Dak Prescott because Jason Garrett really pounded the table for Dak and, and got that to happen. So it's a double-edged sword. It can, you know, play to your advantage sometimes. But I think in the end, it's probably best to just give the scouting staff the main handle on all of this. 
All right. Well, let's dive into some of these interviews. Some of these guys really impressive. Absolutely. Joining us now is Florida International quarterback James Morgan. You can follow him on Twitter at jmoney with three Ys, 12. That's at jmoney12. James, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Excited to talk to you. We got, Now, Jane and I were talking about this with you before we started here. We actually got a chance to talk to you back uh, last July because you were in town for Conference USA Media Days. And of course, uh, NFL Network has partnered up with Conference USA. So uh, it's good to talk yep. to you again. Uh, how has, I know one of the things that you dealt with and, and something that, uh, I know just from talking to some scouts, they, they've, you know, noticed about your 2019 tape was you were dealing with injuries and, and, you know, that, that was something that you're struggling through much of the year. Um, talk about, I guess this past season, how that all went and then morphing into the draft conversation and how things have changed for you since the COVID-19 breakout. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think that, you know, last season was, um, it was an interesting season. You know, it was difficult because we had set out with goals of winning the Conference USA Championship. I know we talked about that uh, in July. Uh, and then it ended up not working out for us. And uh, I think one of the, the things that I'm most proud of of our team from last year is kind of when we, you know, we set the goal and then we kind of faced the hard reality that we weren't going to make it. You know, we weren't going to go to the Conference USA Championship or eliminated. And the leadership uh, of that team to respond and to not kind of give in you know, I remember we had a, a leadership meeting and we had kind of said, you know, there's really two routes that we're going to take this. You know, it's either going to be something where, you know, the last three games we had Miami, uh, or the last two games was like Miami and Marshall um, are going to be, you know, kind of given up or we're going to give it everything we got. And we had a bye week that week and we very easily could have, you know, kind of just said, okay, we're going to throw in the towel. We haven't reached our goals. But I think it says a lot about, you know, a team and about somebody when, you know, you don't have that thing you're working towards anymore. Like we didn't reach it and how we responded. So I'm very proud of the guys for that. And uh, I know we beat Miami, which was an awesome uh, win for our program, a very talented uh, team that we played and extremely excited about that for FIU in general. And then even the last two games, even though we um, didn't finish with wins in those, you could tell the energy was, was a lot better. So um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was great to be a part of those guys. And I really was proud of the way that they responded kind of down the stretch for me. Um, I did, I had an injury, um, in September, I uh, sprained my left MCL, um, but I ended up missing only one game, and I was good to go uh, the following week. But the rest of the year, I wore a knee brace as kind of a preventative measure. Um, so it was it was good for that, and um, yeah, now it's kind of the pre-draft process. All right, so let's talk about this pre-draft process because I think there's a fascination for those of us on the outside. And now that Bobby and I are doing some of these interviews in sort of a similar format as some of the teams are. Do you like them better or did you like talking to these coaches more in person? What's been your impression of the process so far? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And for me, I think that um, there's definitely an unfortunate element of not being able to meet them in person, because I think when you are in person, you can kind of impress upon them your personality and, um, you know, traits that you want to, and you just get a, a good feel for them and they get a good feel for you, which you can use to your advantage. Um, I think as part of the quarterback position you know over the course of the game there's things that come up that you just absolutely can't handle and obviously for all of us um you know this pandemic is one of those things and um i think that the measures that are being taken are obviously um good very good to be there and uh, you just got to kind of find different ways and adapt and adjust on the fly so it's been interesting uh doing facetime and zoom meetings um you know but it kind of is what it is and you know like i said you just got to kind of adapt to it and uh, control what you control 
All right, you talked about adapting and controlling what you can control. We've seen, you know, because this is a Cowboys-centric show, Dak taking a lot of hits for getting throwing practice in with Des Bryant. As a quarterback, you need those live reps. So how are you simulating those? Has it, has it been a situation where you've asked your family members to step up? We've talked, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, we had a, a guy on earlier in the show who he talked about all of his siblings were essentially going to become tackling dummies at some point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I've, I've resorted to similar measures. So uh, as a matter of fact, I just, uh, I just came in uh, myself and my family just went out and uh, did a little throwing session at a park. Um, you know, my dad was catching, my brother was like rushing at me, my sister was snapping. So it was very collaborative. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's difficult because, uh, as a matter of fact, as we were throwing at the very end, um, we got kicked out of the park. There was somebody had reported us to, um, you know, the police. And <laughs> so somebody came and it wasn't anything bad or anything like that, but he just, you know, gently asked us to, to the county had shut down the parks and to leave. So it's something where, yeah, you definitely got to be creative with finding ways to get your work in and. Uh, because a lot of it is at home with, you know, parks and facilities shut down, you got to, um, you know, you know, find a way with um, body weight with different workouts online from home. Um, I, I think it's a great opportunity for guys with, you know, initiative to kind of take it because I think it's very easy without a structured set of, you know, workouts or a regimen to kind of be lazy and take it easy. And I think that you need to be disciplined. And especially for me, that's that's my mentality. You know, I have an opportunity here to get better on my own. and I'm going to take it. Look, he's no different than the rest of us, Bobby. We're all kind of doing the online workouts and struggling to <laughs> up our game at home. So, you know, I I hate that you got reported. I mean, these are family members <laughs> you've been quarantined with. So you would think that no, nobody's showing symptoms if you're out in open space. Uh, it's unfortunate to hear that. Right, right. Yeah, it kind of is what it is. You know, we're going to keep trying. We got a backyard, so that's probably going to be the next spot. <laughs> a Conference USA division rival, no doubt, called it in. <laughs> Uh, so James, you know, last year it was funny. Uh, one of the big things Dak Prescott had to work on here in Dallas was his footwork. And so when John Kitna came in as the quarterback's coach, one of the big things he did was, uh, I think Dak said like the first week they worked out, he didn't even pick up a ball. It was all practicing dropbacks and things like that. Do you think there's at least a little bit of an advantage during a situation like this to being a quarterback where you can kind of spend this time doubling down on mechanics and and some other things where you don't necessarily need another person or, or even need a ball to get that stuff done? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said it. I think as a quarterback, you can get a lot of great work done in a very limited space because, I mean, it's essentially the pocket, you know, so like footwork things, you don't need more than five yards out in the driveway or on the street in front of your, you know, your house to be able to get some great work in. Uh, and then by the same token, you know, a lot of um, what I like to do is a lot of mirror work, you know, technique mirror work. So maybe getting the ball and just going through my form and kind of my footwork and all that stuff. So it's, you know, it's great. I think there's ways to get work in and you just kind of got to be creative with how you do it. Now, how do you work on the diet? I think that's the other thing where, you know, how do you know, yeah. when you're going to the performance centers, you're walking out there typically with, you know, prepped meals that you've right. got a guy that's saying on top of you, you're getting weighed in. Mama's cooking is sometimes good. Is mom a good cook? <laughs> is she keeping you away from the fridge in the kitchen? Yeah. So she's doing a good job with that. I'm going to, I'm going to attest that to her. Um, it is, you know, it is difficult because I like when I was training, just like you said, there was a meal prep and everything. And, um, you know, I'm back home now. I want to be home for the draft, but um, it's it's just difficult with where you can go and with limited options. So, um, yeah, I'm putting that in her hands a little bit, but it's it's definitely nice to get a home cooked meal. You know, when you read some of these uh, scouting reports on James Morgan, one of the things they talk about is it's both a positive and can be a negative at times, which is extending plays and, and you know, trying to keep things alive and keep things going. And sometimes that can lead to sacks. Other times it leads to, you know, big plays where you've extended it. I know uh, 
you grew up almost literally in the shadows of Lambeau Field. So <laughs> did, did you just kind of pick that up watching Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers spend their whole careers extending plays and getting stuff done? Yeah, definitely. And that's actually what popped in my head when you were kind of saying that, uh, you know, I've, I've watched, you know, Favre growing up and then Rodgers and the ability that they have to, you know, make plays and uh, extend plays, like you mentioned, keep things alive and kind of pull something out. And I think you kind of have got to have a balance. I think that's something that as my career has gone on that I've had to get better at is, you know, you got to pick and choose when you're going to extend something and maybe make a great throw. You know, I always feel very confident with my arm, but um, sometimes, you know, I know I can make it throw, but maybe a safer option would be to tuck it and run for uh, five yards or to get a little check down and then have the yards after the catch get you a first down. So, um, yeah, it's being, you know, it's escaping the pocket, making plays, but at the same time being smart, um, know the situation and don't make a bad play worse. You know, the Cowboys were really successful in the fourth round with Dak Prescott. And while it doesn't seem to be a glaring need for them, have you talked to the Cowboys at all? And what were your impressions of the star having been here last summer? Yeah, uh, I have talked to them. I talked to them at the combine. I've had calls with them as well. And, um, you know, I think it's it's a fantastic organization. I mean, obviously you talk about the Cowboys are, um, you know, pristine, um, everything that Jerry Jones puts into it. It's it's fantastic, you know. So I um, was very impressed coming away from there. And I think it would be a great opportunity for me. And, you know, my, my big thing is whoever, right, whoever takes a chance on me, I'm going to throw everything I got into it. And that happens to be the Cowboys. I think it would be a great situation. Now, it's fascinating. You grew up close to Lambeau Field. Mike McCarthy, now the new head football coach. Did you at least fanboy just a little bit when you <laughs> saw him on on that video chat? Um, you know, I, I think there, you know, it's for me, there's an element of the same thing with growing up in Lambeau and, you know, idolizing the Packers and the same thing with, with going to this stage. It's you kind of grow up as a fan, but the perspective kind of changes. And I've, I've noticed that recently the last couple of years to where it's more of like a, a pure mentality. And I think that's what you got to do. I think you got to be professional. And there's a lot of people competing for spots and you don't have time to, you know, idolize over everybody. You got to uh, be confident with your own stuff and, and go from there. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, my brother, I have a younger brother who's pretty big into basketball. He's an offer from West Virginia. Uh, and his, uh, and coach McCarthy's son and my brother played on the same AAU team. Uh, so there was some familiarity there and I never uh, met him through that. I was in college, but uh, it was definitely interesting. Well, so, you know, as Jane mentioned, we are Cowboys centric and, you know, you right. growing up in, in the shadows of Lambeau, uh, there's a lot of history there, Cowboys and Packers. So uh, I, I think Cowboys fans, they, they just, you know, to kind of calm their nerves a little bit. I, I got three questions for you. Which Aikman or Favre? Oh, I mean, you put me on a spot like that. <laughs> See, the, the thing is, I can't, I can't go against my childhood hero, but right. I am a huge Trey Aikman fan. Right. I had a, uh, Butch Davis was my coach at FIU, yeah, as you guys know. Yeah, former Cowboys defensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah, Right, exactly. And so the, the stories I've heard of him, you know, where there's uh, no ball on the ground during practice, I mean, it's it's pretty legendary stuff. So uh, second question, cheese or barbecue? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a big barbecue fan. See, um, look, I mean, you're, you're, that, you're winning them over. <laughs> you're, you're winning them over. And then, and then, and then last one, did Bobby, Des catch real it? quick, though, I got to tell you, I love cheese more than most. You know this. I had the cheese curds. Not a, not a fan on cheese curds. No. Are you a cheese curd fan? I, I don't know. I think you might be going to the wrong spots. I mean, I have to, to come to Wisconsin, try a couple spots. So, a couple good ones. So, 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 so James last one, did Des catch it? Yeah. Did Des catch it? Yeah. Oh, no comment. No, gosh. Oh. All right. 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 Now would it, would it be wild for you? Okay. This is just like this yeah. crazy scenario. 
Des resigns to the Cowboys. Cowboys draft you in one of the later rounds, and you're throwing to Des Bryant. Would that be surreal to you as a fan that followed the Packers, especially in the playoffs? Oh, I mean, it'd be it'd be awesome. It'd be very cool. And obviously, you know, you have a receiver of that caliber, and you kind of just put it in his general area, and he's going to come down with it, kind of maybe similar to the playoff game a couple <laughs> years back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that would be absolutely awesome for me as a quarterback. That's, that's great to have. I've got another question for him real quick. You know, we've seen Jerry Jones on these calls, Will McClay, uh, Mike McCarthy. What was your impression doing that video chat with Jerry? Um, so for me, it was uh, communication uh, more so with uh, by phone. Um, I did more so with the coaches, not quite with uh, him yet. So should that come up? Um, I think, you know, obviously, like I said, he's a great um, owner. He does a lot for his, his team and his program. And you got to respect that. Um, you know, you got to respect that very much. And so um, I'd be very excited to do that, but uh, we'll see what happens. You've stayed pretty busy uh, in recent weeks. Can you share with us some of the teams that you've had virtual chats with? You said the Cowboys, any others? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, probably had about 10 to 12 teams. Um, you know, I've, I've talked with uh, Patriots, Jets, the Colts, um, the Bills, the Eagles, a um, couple other ones as well. I know the Packers. Um, so uh, for me, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's great to be able to, you know, uh, talk to some guys and uh, kind of get my name out there and for these calls, it's uh, it's just talking ball, you know, and that's what I love about it. And um, I'm excited to see what comes of it. And uh, just for the meantime, I'm going to take every advantage of every opportunity I have. And just like we talked about before, just control what I can control and try to make a great impression. So one of the things we do, we always like to finish up with guys and just more like get to know James Morgan type of questions. You OK with that? Sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yep. So, so what's uh what's gonna be like? What's on your pregame hype list? What are you listening to to kind of get you in the zone <laughs> before a game? Pregame hype list. Um, Eminem. I'm a big Eminem fan. Eminem's been big with a lot of guys. I, I've had like three guys tell me Eminem, like like you lose yourself or till I collapse or other things. So so guys, have been, guys have been all over that. the latest one. That's a good one. Oh, see, look at that. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah we we tailspin. I, I think Eminem fell off a long time ago, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not gonna no bother. For me, I know exactly. I yeah, it's, it's I, I'm similar <laughs> to you know you weighing in on Des catching it. I, I just don't have much of a comment. Um, are you a Madden guy at all? Um, from time to time, I'm not a huge video game guy, but yeah, I've played before, you know? Okay. So, so if you were playing Madden and, uh, you know, somebody happened to grab your team next year, that was, you know, the team that you're on and they put you in at quarterback and, and, you know, it's the final play of the game and and you're scrambling to the corner to score a game winning touchdown, the digital version of you, are you going (laughs) to let the digital version of you score? Are you going to, you know, try and wrap them up and win? Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a good question so i'm playing against myself is what you're saying yeah yeah somebody else has your team and is using the digital version of you then absolutely not i mean i I want to win the game i'm a a (laughs) but i will say that it was very cool we were at the combine and we got the you know the facial recognition thing into madden so that was oh cool an awesome moment for me too i was like okay this is this is pretty cool was that like one of those fanboy moments because i love the fact that you're (laughs) looking at this thing through the lens of being pierced but was that sort of a okay i've got to check myself a little bit here I mean, yeah, it was definitely very cool. Uh, my buddy uh, is Scotty Miller is my best friend, and he's a receiver for the Bucks. And so uh, kind of when he was in Madden last year, I definitely, you know, subbed him in. And so that was pretty <laughs> surreal playing with one of my best friends. And so I was kind of like, okay, you know, this will be, you know, I'll be playing Madden with myself next year. I don't, I don't care who I have to sub out. I'm, I'm going in. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. it, it was funny, actually. And I, I'm curious if you experienced this as a quarterback yourself, because I know for a fact this is something Kellen Moore, the former Boise State quarterback, now Cowboys offensive coordinator, has said, and I 
personally heard Patrick Mahomes say it a couple weeks ago that they both said they had to stop playing the video games at some point because they got irritated that the computer on the other side was making bad reads as a quarterback and it was making them yeah. mad. And so they would, they just had to stop playing. Is that a frustrating point for you that you found? Yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I've, over the years as I've gotten more advanced as a quarterback, I mean, it gets easier to kind of see things, but then when like the computer doesn't react as like a normal defense would, you have these like, you know, built in tendencies in your head where it's like, you're used to seeing something and reacting mm-hmm. and then, it's like, okay, this is completely unrealistic how they would react. And then, of course, I'm playing my buddy who has, you know, no football knowledge at all, and he's, like, <laughs> doing this. And I'm like, all right, this is this is BS. This would not happen in a real game. And you know, so, yeah, I, I get pretty competitive with those, that's for sure. <laughs> we, hit, we hit a trigger point right there, Bobby. Yeah, we no, no, like I say, quarterbacks. I love the fiery competitive. Qu- quarterbacks, oh, man, yeah. playing Madden. It's a, it's a it's a thing to them. They, they get irritated with it at a certain point. So uh, w- would you rather never have to stand in line again or never have a red light again? Um, geez, uh, I'd say never have to, um, stand in line. Although I've been in Miami for the last two years and I'll tell you what, there's some long red lights in Miami, <laughs> and you have to wait a while for those. See, so I, I would, that's not funny there. I would appreciate the smooth sailing of no red light. I can stand in a line and look at my phone and that's fine. Uh, oh, one, <laughs> one of the things where we've also been asking guys is if, so if you could pick, you can go in the first round and obviously not pick where you're going because you just get picked there. Or you can go in the third round of the draft and you can choose the team you go to. Which would you choose? Um, I mean, for me, you know, that's, that's a good question. I'd say that um, I would rather go, I guess, in the first. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting for me because um, I'm hearing a lot of things about where I could go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, where I where it might be. And I don't really play into that very much. You know, that's not something that's big on me. And uh, kind of whoever gets me. I'm going to go as hard as I can with. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on pins and needles a little bit to see what happens. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, whoever gets me, I know that it's not going to be a decision they regret. That's for sure. Well, you are a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with you last year. Uh, when we interviewed you, like I said, I knew you've been, we had to back this interview up even because you had so many interviews. So I'm glad to see that you are getting a lot of attention and I'm sure we're going to be talking about you after the draft. So we appreciate you fitting, fitting us in on this show. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys having me. Had a lot of fun. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. 
Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Joining us now is Minnesota defensive end, linebacker, edge rusher, uh, Carter Coughlin. You can follow him on Twitter at CMO34. That's C-M-O-E 34. Carter, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Now, one of the things we've been asking everybody that we talk to has been, uh, obviously, the coronavirus has impacted things for everybody, how they're preparing for the draft and, you know, how they're interviewing with teams and things like that. I guess talk about how everything has changed for you, some of the specific ways it has, and, and how you're adapting to that. Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest things was that I didn't get to have a pro day. Um, but, you know, luckily for me, I was able to compete at the Combine, so I got a chance to test and all that kind of stuff and let teams see that. But, you know, for a lot of my dudes, like, they were – the pro day was going to be huge to show teams what they could do and um, have that opportunity. So that's been, that's been one of the biggest things is just having that canceled. Um, And then now, man, you know, you can't go and train in the facilities that you'd like to, you know, like I've got a a trainer in Eden Prairie and a facility in Eden Prairie, Minnesota that I would have liked to train at, but I can't now. So right now I'm up North and, Pequot Lakes, Minnesota. It's like two and a half hours north of the Twin Cities with my family. And uh, we got a, a makeshift workout room in our garage and uh, working out in there every single day, running almost every single day. So I'm making the most of it, but it's just different. No, you bring up a good point because we've seen someone like Des and Dak getting all sorts of national flack for posting videos and staying ready. You know, Des, we've seen him doing this even before uh, the quarantine. How is it not being able to interact with other players and go through some of those live rush drills and simulating that somehow in your makeshift gym? I mean, do you think that that's going to affect you guys uh, when the season does actually get underway? Yeah, so I think the reality is it's it's whatever you make of it. So, you know, you could sit here and, you know, you could come up, come up with excuses why you're not going to be prepared, why, you know, you, you can't get live drills or you can find a way to make it happen. So for me... I'm looking into getting some pop-up dummy, dummies to work on my path rush drills. Um, they're they're expensive and it takes a while to ship, but I'm trying to use some resources to to shift some of that stuff around, I guess. Um, but I mean, I've I've got two brothers and you know my dad, my mom, two sisters, all here. So I know somebody would would be able to be a, a fake offensive lineman for me or something like that. 
you know, Bobby, I once had a boss tell me, come to me with solutions, not problems. And it feels like we've got uh, a Carter here figuring that out real quick. I think that's going to probably uh, sit well with a lot of yeah. these GMs and owners that are talking to him. Yeah, absolutely. And and Carter, I'm going I'm to read uh, a little bit of motivation for you, I guess, from uh, uh, Matt Miller over at Bleacher Report, friend of mine, friend of Jane's. Uh, and he, I saw him tweet this yesterday, I believe. He said, I wish we could put Carter Coughlin's intensity and love for the game in a bigger body. Could see a move to linebacker with some sub-package rusher in his future. So a guy who already is receiving some criticism for, man, he's a little undersized. We love the motor. We love the IQ, everything like that. And then, you know, probably tough to find some some weights right now and, and to get that strength training done. So uh, I guess talk about how you're adjusting to the strength training specifically and uh, then broaden that to that criticism of Carter Coughlin's just too small to be a full-time edge rusher. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, just to address the weights, uh, we've got like a squat rack in here. Um, and so I've been so I have, I have a decent amount of free weight, so I can do a lot of different things, but part of it just comes in with creativity, you know, looking up different exercises I can do for different body parts. We've got a lot of bands too. So, I mean, with, and, and the, the TRX rope bands or whatever, and you, you'd be surprised at how many different muscle groups you can hit by working out with that. So, um, ultimately man, just, just working my tail off cause I've got nothing else to do up here. And then, um, you know, having some of mom's cooking and, uh, and fueling with, with different products, you know, protein shakes and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I, I have a feeling that once I come out of quarantine, I'm going to be in some of the best shape of my life just because I've been able to work out the way I want to every single day, regardless of the fact that, you know, I don't have the, the high tech equipment or anything like that, that I had for combine training or anything like that. So I'm definitely making the most of it. This is sort of a throwback draft when you think about it, Bobby. You know, the the elder generations didn't have these performance centers and these opportunities. But, you know, I know that was going to be my one of my questions. You've got moms cooking. You know, typically when you're working out these performance centers, they have ready-to-go meals. You've got people, you know, really making sure that your diet is up to snuff in the off-season. So it sounds like you're not putting on the quarantine 15. <laughs> no, I'm not. You'd be surprised too much. So, uh my brother, my younger brother is a year younger than me. Um, he, he lost like 50 pounds, um, mm. last year over the course of a year, he was a walk on on the gopher football team and quit and got, got in crazy good shape. And so, uh, so he eats healthier than anybody I've ever met. And, um, just a couple of days ago, we were watching a movie as a family. And I said, Hey, I'm going to go get a snack. Can you guys pause it for me? And he said, he told my youngest sister who was a sophomore in high school, he said, Hey, go upstairs and make make sure Carter grabs a healthy snack. He was, <laughs> he, he was giving me some grief about, uh, about, you know, eating different things around the house and saying that I didn't have that out in California. And so I laughed and, you know, went upstairs and uh, the lucky charms looked really, really good. To me. So I grabbed the box and then I turned around and heard my little sister say, are you kidding me? And I was like, I, I, she, she really came with. You know, I love the accountability partners because since we're, we're sort of, you know, this is confession time. I'm just going to bring this in. This is what my Mm. breakfast is this morning, just straight out of the box. I I had lucky charms this morning myself. It was, it was great. I I was really happy. Champions Carter. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Now, Carter, when you've talked to some of these teams, um, you know, everybody, uh, like I said, that one reference talking about you potentially being a linebacker. I know you did some standing up at, at Minnesota. Where are you seen by NFL teams? Or are, has anybody talked to you about, you know, putting your hand in the ground and, and rushing off the edge and being a defensive end? 
yeah, yeah, I forgot to <laughs> forgot part two of that. <laughs> no, no, I think you're um, good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so a lot of teams see me as a, a Sam linebacker role, and you know, with that ability, I'll be able to play outside the box, outside the tight end, rush off the edge, drop into coverage. So somewhat similar to what I did with at Minnesota, but I think with more of a linebacker tint to it. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I love that idea just because, you know, I think that I have the athleticism to be able to play a, a linebacker. I think that I'll be able to adjust to playing in the box, to playing stack, just because um, in my position, I actually had to do a lot of reading. It was just from the line of scrimmage. And so, um, you know, it, it's going to take a little getting used to, but I don't doubt for a second that I'll be able to pick it up really fast. And so, you know, then in, in terms of, you know, being undersized or whatever, I mean, for a, if I'm playing a, a five tech defensive end, sure I'm undersized, but to play outside linebacker at, you know, I'll be 240 by when I report and run a, you know, four, five, seven or whatever. I mean, those, those measurables are pretty consistent with other guys in the league. You know, you talk about measurables and the way analysts sort of, you know, they'll break you down and say, this player reminds me of this guy. Who do you think you most mirror in the league? Um, you know, I've I've uh, I've thought about that before, but I'm not totally sure to be honest with you. Um, you know, sitting here enjoying pass rushing the way I do, I'd like to say that you know some of the things that I I like to do are are like a Von Miller who's an undersized edge rusher, but makes the most of his ability. But um, I actually went to his pass rush summit. One of the things they talked about is that everybody pass rush is different. You can't sit there and try to compare yourself to anybody or try to do something that someone else does just because everybody has different skill sets and abilities. So for me, there's things that work for me and there's things that don't work for me. You know what I mean? And so, um, but you know, I think when you just look around and you see some of the, the hybrid linebackers that can pass rush, that's, that's what I want to model my game after. You know, uh, we are a, a Cowboys-focused show here, and uh, I, I know that you've gotten a chance to obviously to speak to some teams. Has Dallas been one of these teams that you've been able to talk to, I guess, either at the Combine or, or in any of these FaceTime meetings or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. So I was supposed to meet with a Cowboys coach during Pro Day. I had a, a big, long set of meetings that were supposed to happen that haven't. So, um, you know, in, in the meantime, I've been meeting with some coaches over, you know, video calls and stuff. Haven't met with the Cowboys yet over that. Um, haven't had that set up, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, that gets set up in the next couple of days or whatever. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, at, at the combine at the senior board, I, I talked to the Cowboys. Now, is that a team that interests you and why, if, if it is one? Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I will go to whatever <laughs> team wants to draft me. Um, you know, the, the big thing for me is, is looking at it, you know, it's not my goal just to make it to the NFL. And, you know, I think sometimes you can get caught up in which round you get drafted in, blah, 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 just in terms of like personal bragging rights and all reality. So for me, I'd, I'd rather go to a team that appreciates my skill set and that wants me to, to fill a role, whatever it is, uh, whether it's special teams, whether it's you know, getting a chance to play a position, whether it's starting at a position, whatever team um, feels like I'll be the a great asset for them. And, you know, and then, then you look at football in terms of longevity instead of just ending up on a team, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. What, what would that, but I guess expanding on not necessarily, you know, oh, do you want to play for him? There's always been this talk of um, kind of the weight of the star. 
like like being a cowboy is just different. It's like being, you know, a Los Angeles Laker or a New York Yankee. Um, that's a question that I know the Cowboys are always big on asking guys is, is, are you prepared to be a cowboy? Do you think you're ready to handle what it means to be a cowboy? Do you think that would be something you'd be prepared for and why? A hundred percent, man. That's, that's America's team right there. <laughs> um, no, I, I just, I respect the the pride that people take in being a part of that franchise, whether it's fans, whether it's players um, and the, the history of the team, you know, when I, when I chose to go to the University of Minnesota, Minnesota wasn't anywhere near that recognition level, you know, around the country. You think of like an Ohio State, an Alabama, whatever. In the Big Ten, there's like five teams you would think of, six teams, sometimes 10 teams before Minnesota. Um, so for me, I wanted to be a part of making Minnesota that elite level, the recognition, all that stuff that comes with it. Um, and, you know, in, in the NFL, it, it's different. Like some of it's just established and, um, and it, it, you know, it's a, it's a different setup. But just in terms of, you know, being a cowboy, man, like that would be, that'd be fantastic. Plus, I, I love Texas too, so I wouldn't <laughs> complain. So I have a, we'll, we'll close up here. I, I always do this with guys when we're talking to them. It's just more kind of like get to know Carter questions. So, yeah. so just kind of running through some, some general, like, you know, personality type questions. So you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what are you what are you gonna be listening to? What's your pregame hype song that you're usually jamming out to to get ready? Um, I start off with country music until about ten minutes before I go out, and then I turn on some more upbeat stuff. But otherwise, I get too excited and wear myself out. See, that's uh, that's interesting. I had uh, Devin Asiasi from UCLA. He said the same thing that said he's usually listening to like mellow R and B until right before kickoff because he doesn't want to get too amped yeah. before he starts. Sure. So, so which country artist is that? Is there a specific song or is there a specific artist? Yeah, I'd say Kenny Chesney probably. Oh, that's that's Jane's boy right there, Kenny, Kenny yeah. Chesney. Good dude. <laughs> uh, I've got one for you. Uh, since it even made its way to the White House press room yesterday, everyone has seen Tiger King. Have you seen Tiger King? And if you have, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? <laughs> yeah, I, I trust I trust Joe Exotic's judgment there. <laughs> I've definitely seen Tiger King. That was that was entertaining for sure. Now, now outside of Tiger King, what would be your uh, like your Netflix quarantine recommendation to people to binge? Uh, I've been watching uh, Money Heist. Oh, okay. Recommended by my brother, and it's crazy. All right. Now, you mentioned earlier that you you just you want to play, you want to get to the NFL, but like, let's say somebody did offer to you, Carter, you can go in the first round, and obviously you have no choice of picking where you go. You just get picked where you pick, or you can go in like the third round, but you can actually pick the team you go to. Which would you Which would you choose, the third round or the Jeez. first round? That's an intriguing question, Bobby. <laughs> I like that one. It's a great question, actually. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I think I'd go third round. Yeah, it's so, it's been about split when I ask guys. They're about 50-50 that some yeah. pick first, other, others pick the third round. If I could choose anything and, you know, do the, the valid research with my agent, with you know, everybody else. I think, I think the third round would be the best move. One of my uh, all time favorite questions to ask players. And I was got to give credit to, uh, this was a question that I first heard uh, RJ Ochoa from blogging the boys.com ask somebody. So it's his question that I steal, but are, are, do you happen to be a Madden guy at all? Do you play Madden? I do. Okay. So uh, you're going to be in the game next year, obviously. So, so if yeah. you're playing somebody and, and they've got the digital version of you, they happen to grab your team before you could. And, and, digital carter like picks off a pass and is running it back to the end zone to win the game for your opponent there 
Are you yeah. going to let digital you score the game-winning touchdown to like give yourself some shine, or are you going to just turn into competitor mode and tackle yourself? No. Uh, yeah, I'll tackle myself. Tackle yourself? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Caleb, digital Carter can, can sit. <laughs> Caleb on Jason told me he'd let digital him get seven, eight sacks. That, that he, he, he said he would feast if he was playing himself in Madden. He'd just <laughs> give up sacks all day. Uh, so I, I guess last question for you here. This is always what we close with. It's a little more, you know, serious, I guess. Uh, how do you want people to remember you outside of the game of football? Um, you know, that's, that's actually a conversation that I just had with my dad a couple of days ago. Uh, just what it would look like for me to be able to use my platform to, to benefit the lives of people. And so ultimately, man, I want, I want people to remember me just as much off the field for my ability to connect with a community wherever I end up, whatever city I end up in, um, my ability to help people to go out of my way to give, and, you know, in reality, you know, I think it's, it's great to give money, but also as a professional athlete, I think time is probably the, the most sacrificial resource you can give. And so when I have that ability, I want to be able to give my time to be able to impact the lives of other people. Sometimes feel like these questions can be like a Miss America pageant run through, <laughs> but you seem like a really authentic guy. Um, you put a lot of thought into these answers. And so I know you haven't gotten the pro day that you wanted, but you know, for coaches and GMs listening to this, I got to tell you, you aced this one with us. Don't you think, Bobby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he, he is great. Uh, and I know for a fact that uh, there are a lot of scouts that uh, are really high on Carter Coughlin, not just as a player, but as a as a uh, student of the game and and as a person and a locker room fixture. And so, uh, some team will be very lucky to get him. You can follow him on Twitter at cmo thirty four. Carter, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, appreciate you guys. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Joining us now is Baylor defensive lineman James Lynch. You can follow him on Twitter at JamesHusker38. James, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great and really appreciate you joining us. And the big thing I'm curious about, uh, we've all been at, we've been asking this of every draft prospect we talk to. How has the coronavirus impacted things for you, specifically, you know, trying to get prepared for the draft? I'm sure you're having to get a little creative with the workouts and things like that. Yeah, I've been pretty blessed with, uh, I still have like a little in-home gym. It's not perfect, obviously. I, I still got to have to find creative ways to, to get the work I need, but I still got a place to get food and a place to work out, so I've been pretty lucky, and I, I'm still staying in shape and making sure I'm feeling good and, and looking good for whenever I get my name called. How, how is the, specifically, the I guess, the interaction with teams changed? I mean, I know we've heard about these FaceTime meetings as opposed to the face-to-face things and, and things like that. How has that changed for you? Yeah, so I mean, uh, one of the bigger changes for me was just like we had pro day set up, and I had teams that were going to come and visit me. We're going to go chat and, and do some type of of meeting, or I was going to go on a team visit to somewhere. But now it's just all FaceTime. So I mean, I've gotten used to it, but at first it's kind of not annoying, but it's different because you just have to do FaceTime instead of being in person with them. But we're still both they're finding a way to make it work, and, and I am too. So uh, there's no real problem. It's just kind of a little different. Now, we've we've seen a lot of these guys who there was just a handful of guys that were able to get their pro day in before everything kind of went nuts. Um, obviously, you got yours canceled, but we've seen some of these guys that are doing uh, kind of individualized pro days and, and getting scouts there or former scouts to time them and then maybe record some of the workout. Have you done anything like that or do you plan to do anything like that? No, since I was at the combine and everyone kind of saw my drills and me running stuff, I feel like there's no real point to to pushing that, making that happen. So for me, I've just been focusing more on training and just making sure I was ready for the football aspect of it. Because I I was blessed, of course, and I had the opportunity to do that in front of all the teams uh, at the combine. During, uh, you know, I introduced you here, I said Baylor defensive lineman, and that's because you don't necessarily fit in as an end or a tackle in that, I mean, you played end at Baylor, and and it seems like a lot of analysts are projecting you as tackle. Uh, Where do you think your best fit is, and and where have teams kind of talked to you about where they see you? Just depending on the scheme that a team has, they'll talk about different positions from a, it's mostly been three technique or five technique, and I've obviously played both. I've played from a zero to a seven. I've I've played in a three-man or four-man front. So for me, I feel comfortable as a three technique, but I mean, the whole last year I played as a five. So I played every position and, and I'm comfortable and I know everything about all of them. So I feel like anywhere they put me, I'd be able to excel. And if I had to pick one, though, I'd probably say three technique is probably my most natural position. But as I said, I played last year, I had my best season and I was a five technique the whole time. So, I mean, wherever they put me, I feel like I, I have a good chance of doing well. During this interview process, what is it the teams have, have wanted to know most about you? Everybody always has 
some sort of question that teams want answered, whether it's on the field, off the field, you know, personality wise, what, what have teams wanted to know about you? I think the biggest thing that teams have been asking me is really just like you just kind of asked me is like where I'm comfortable and what I think I'm capable of playing because I played so many different positions and I had two different uh, defensive line coaches and things like that. And I think the biggest thing was just figuring out what I liked and, and what kind of coaching style I was into. And then other than that, I mean, I feel like I was a pretty uh, straight edge. Like there's nothing really crazy about me. I'm pretty simple. I mean, I, I went to school, did fine, and, and then I have nothing crazy. I'll go home and watch Netflix. So basically for me, it was all, it was all football. Now this is uh, – when you look at you, – you were a junior, you decided to come out. Um, obviously, there, there was some discussion I saw that said, you know, uh, a lot of people thought your decision to come out was tied to Matt Rule leaving for the Panthers. Um, was that a, a part of your decision to come out? Like if Matt Rule had gone back to Baylor or stayed at Baylor, do you think you would have stayed at Baylor? Uh, I honestly had my mind made up pretty much that I was going to leave after I kind of finished that, that Sugar Bowl. But mm-hmm. whenever I was talking with him, and, and uh, I wanted to do it the right way, and I wanted to make sure I get all the opinions I could. So I'll try to talk to everyone on our staff, people in my family and stuff. And then obviously whenever he left, I mean, it made it a, a lot easier. It was kind of like the icing on the cake kind of situation where I was 99% going to leave, and then him leaving was like, all right, like it's like a no-brainer now. like Because he's my guy, him and Coach Snow and, and the whole staff are like my kind of people, so. When they left, like I really just didn't want to play for anybody else. But like I said, I kind of already had my mind made up that I wanted to leave, and he kind of knew that too in the way we were talking. So him leaving, though, obviously made it a little bit easier for me to just make it a 100% no-brainer decision. This is a uh, cowboys focus show, obviously, so uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about them. I know you uh, had a formal interview with them at the Combine. Um, I guess talk about how that experience was, and, and what would you think about the opportunity to end up playing for the Cowboys if that's where you get picked? Obviously, for me, uh, playing in Dallas would be awesome. I mean, I'd be close to home, and I've watched them growing up. I mean, they've been on my TV all the time, so I know I know that star on the hill means a lot to, to everyone in the NFL and in the world, really. So having my family being there and being able to stay close and stay in Texas and play for a team like that obviously would be amazing. But uh, the full meeting I had with them was great. Uh, I was real comfortable with all of them, and, and Coach McCarthy, uh, me and him kind of had a, a good relationship while we were in there. We had a, a good time, and, I feel like uh, the meeting went well, so hopefully I get a chance to play for Dallas because, like I said, that'd be awesome. But um, overall, I think uh, hopefully whatever team takes me, I'll love to be there. But with Dallas obviously being in, in Texas would be awesome. Is that uh, is that one, is Dallas one of the teams that you've been able to have one of these FaceTime meetings with? Uh, no, I've only talked to them over the phone. Now, and then I think because also in the phone meeting, they kind of already kind of got what they wanted to right. know. Right. Now, now, when they talked to you, did they express to you at all how they saw you? Were they one of the teams that saw you as a three-tack, or how did they see you? They, Yeah, they they didn't say where they play me, but they asked me, and I said I prefer three-technique, and they said that they like that, so I, I would assume that I'd be playing three-technique. All right, so we, we've got a few uh, get-to-know-James questions for you. Are, you. are you ready for them? Let's see it. All right, so uh, what's your pregame hype song? What's going to be blaring through your headphones as oh. you're trying to get amped? I don't have a specific song, but I'm always, if you ask any of my teammates, or especially on the D-line, they know I listen to Jeezy a lot. That would be my game day. I listen to Jeezy. I, I get killed because I have a, a one of my best friends in the world is uh, is an Atlanta native, and I can't stand Jeezy. And uh, he, he almost has you know cut off our friendship because of that. Really? Yeah, I just can't stand all the yes. It's just a little too gimmicky. <laughs> it's a little too gimmicky for me. I got to be honest. So, uh, which funny. which quarterback are you uh, most excited to sack in the NFL? I would say I think the the biggest name obviously would be Tom Brady, and I feel like 
not even to second him, but I've said before, just playing against him would be an honor. I mean, you're playing against one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. So, I mean, being able to say you tackled him and, and having some type of picture of you getting up off top of him or something like that would be pretty awesome. I know you just mentioned a few minutes ago that you've been watching some Netflix. So what's your uh, what's your best Netflix recommendation for everybody quarantined right now? Ooh, the best? I don't know if it's the best, but I just finished. It's uh, called Peaky Blinders, and it was amazing. It's like a old-fashioned like gangster kind of show, and I, I love those kind of shows. So for me, it was awesome. I, I've had if to, I had to pick one, I'd probably go with that. I really got to give Peaky Blinders another shot. I watched about the first 15 minutes of it, and it was just a, I was a little bored. And so because of that, like I kind of ducked out, but like everybody I trust, like just everybody I trust is in terms of their TV recommendations has said like, no, you got to stick with it. It's really, really good. Yeah. I think it gets, it gets better as it goes on. I know a lot of people say that or whatever, but like each season, I just watched it with my roommates again because they wanted to watch it. And like, they even said like the first season was like, it was good, but you get further into other seasons and it gets kind of crazy. So. Would you rather go in the first round and obviously have no choice of where you're going to play because you, you can't pick that? Or would you rather go in like the third or fourth round, but like you're allowed to pick which team you play for? I would say I would just go with the first round because for me, I mean, it doesn't matter where I play. I just want to play football. But if I was in the first round, I feel like that's something I could, I could hang my hat on for the rest of my life saying I was the first round pick. I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to be able to say. Now, would you uh, rather never have to stand in line again or never wait at a red light again? Ooh, I would say red lights just because I, I don't stand in line that much, that's, but I do experience red lights all the time. So. That's, that's mine. I, I'd rather, because when you're standing in line, you can mess with your phone and stuff like that, but you can get anywhere yeah. quicker with no red lights. So I'm, I'm down with you there. Exactly. So uh, let's pretend, are, are you a guy who's played Madden at all? Are you a Madden player? I do play Madden. I'm not a huge Madden guy though. Well, well let's say you're playing next year. And so you're obviously going to be in the game. And, and somebody happens to take the team that you're on before you can get them. And uh, you, you get a strip. The guy gets a strip sack with you and picks up the ball with digital you and is rumbling to the end zone to score a game winning touchdown. Are you going to let yourself score because you're going to give your digital self some shine? Or are you more competitive than that? And are you going to tackle the digital version of you? Ooh, depending on who I'm playing. If I'm playing someone and I'm beating them, I'll let them score. But if I'm losing, I'm not going to let him score. I got to try and win. <laughs> I got to make sure I win still. So outside of football, last question for you. Outside of football, how do you want people to remember you? I think the one thing that I've learned since, especially being under Coach Rule and obviously my family, my, the way my dad raised me is just someone that you can count on and, and someone that's always going to be there to have your back where if you, you need a ride somewhere at 3 a.m., I can come pick you up or something like that. I want people to know that they can trust me, and I feel like that's the biggest thing in this world that we're losing right now is, is people that you can trust and it's hard to find someone. So I, I want, I want to be that someone that everyone knows about that. Then if they need something, I, I could try and do something for them. James Lynch, uh, the defensive lineman from Baylor. Uh, you will definitely hear his name on draft weekend and, and uh, you may eventually hear him associated with the Cowboys. Who knows? You can follow him on Twitter at James Husker 38. James, we appreciate you so much, man. Good luck. Thank you so much. At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at bed three, six, five. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Ooh. 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Joining us now as we continue to talk with several draft prospects uh, is Sadiq Charles, the offensive tackle from LSU. You can follow him on Twitter at Sadiq, and that's S-A-A-H-D-I-Q. Hulk, how you doing, man? Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing well. So, uh, you know, we've, we have we talked a little bit about it before we started recording here, and we've been asking all the prospects about it, so I'm curious for you. Uh, how has the coronavirus impacted what you're doing to get ready and, and sort of your interaction with teams? Um, I mean, so far as working out, I'm still working out. Uh, it's a little different. Kind of got some videos from my strength coach in college and running the levy up there by LSU on campus. I was doing drills with Lloyd and D. Lou. Mm-hmm. And as far as the process, I didn't get to really go on a visit. I went on one visit before uh, it all shut down. But after that, uh, I was doing just interviews on FaceTime and Skype and uh, WebEx and all those apps. Who'd you get to talk to before uh, everything kind of got adjusted? I went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, okay. Very good. So when you look at the decision to leave LSU, um, obviously, and I know you've been open about this and you've talked with teams about it, it was, you know, you had the suspension issue last year and, and you're a younger guy, but but you still decided now was the time to come out. Why did you think now was a good time for you to come out of LSU and, and enter the pros? Uh, coming to the year, I didn't think much about coming out. Uh we just had some goals as far as the team and, and the offensive line as one group. So that was our position goal to get the Joe Moore Award. We worked hard for it off season. Uh, and we ended up getting it. And the next goal was also the SEC championship and the national championship. And we knocked out both of those. And uh, even though I had some time, I sat out and 
I learned a valuable lesson during that time where I set out my six games. Uh, I learned my lesson and I also played well in the nine games that I did play in. So I felt like it was time to time to take care of and provide for my family and the uh, great opportunities. What was the lesson you learned, Sadiq? You said you, you, you learned your lesson. So what did you take from that time away? I, I just took that. It showed me how important football was to me. That was my whole life. Uh, and it's the thing that I'm going to do to take care of my family. I've been dreaming of being in the NFL since I was a little kid. And uh, I couldn't let anything get in the way and jeopardize that. And that's what I did. And uh, sitting out six games, it, it just taught me uh, maturity. I matured during that time. Uh, and I looked at things different. You know, you grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. You moved with your mother, uh, you know, from New Orleans following uh, Katrina. You know, I'm looking at this coronavirus thing. I can't, you know, I would imagine that, you know, life was disrupted during all of that. Is there any lessons you can remember as a kid and, and sort of what that was like for your family to get back on track that you can apply here and in terms of like resilience and 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 being able to get through some of these tough situations? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, this is a kid. I saw my mom go through it more than anything. Uh, and the resilience that she had and the fight she always had. Uh, and people didn't know, like, uh, during Katrina, my mom, she worked during the storm. So we didn't evacuate during the storm. She worked in the hospital. So, so she didn't stop. And she kept going. And, and she always knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what she always instilled in me as a kid. And uh, that's why I have so much resilience in the way that I play football and I finish. You know, with that being said, you guys are no different than those of us that are quarantined in our home. But, you know, to your point, you've dreamed of being in the league since you were a kid. You know, guys like Des and Dak are getting all this flack for out, going out there and working out. How hard is it for you guys to isolate but prepare for what is the biggest interview and, and such a pivotal moment in your careers and in your lives? Yeah, uh, it is tough, but. I mean, like I said, you always have to make the best of your situation. So me and my guys, me and my guys from college, Lloyd and Damon, we've been working out, been doing drills, uh, we're going to levy together, have a jump rope, I just do some jump ropes at home, abs at home. Um, besides that, I do interviews, uh, play video games. <laughs> <laughs> learning how to multitask. Yeah, so yeah. That's what he's learning. Yeah, Sadiq's on top of it. Now, Sadiq, I know that uh, – we are a, a Cowboys focused show here, obviously, and uh, you, you talk about some of the workouts you've been able to do. I know before everything kind of uh, got shut down due to coronavirus issues that uh, you were getting in some workouts with a current Dallas Cowboy and uh, a, a brethren from the LSU Tigers in, in Lyle Collins. Talk about uh, working out with Lyle and how that went. It's actually crazy. So growing up, uh, once I switched the offensive line, I just always watched Lyle Collins highlight just for- He's just a, a offensive line. I would say legend at LSU. Uh, we picked him up uh, in our meeting room. I used to always watch him. He's going to the Cowboys, I continued to watch him, and I looked up to him. And uh, we actually met at the championship game, and we talked to each other. I got his number. I told him I was going to train in Dallas, and uh, I mean, it popped off from there. I talked to him and uh, hung out some time. We worked out together. I was work ethic, and uh, it was just. They do kind of set me up with a lot of guys like that in the NFL. So it was, it was just good experience, this whole pre-draft training. You know, I think it's interesting that you're working out with a guy like Lyle Collins because there were so many questions about him ahead of the draft. And, and he went through such a hard time sort of trying to make sure people knew who he was and his character. I know there's been some some questions just, you know, about you at LSU and maybe some of your decisions that you made and and – 
you know, some questions about your maturity. Has Lil given you any insight into, you know, how to have a thick skin, you know, how to talk to these guys and best represent who you are and your character to people that don't know you? I mean, my character, uh, I feel like if, if you went to LSU or anybody that knows me, I'd say I'm a, I'm a great guy. Uh, but I think I, well, I know I did make a mistake, but I've never been like a, a problem guy. I've always been a hard worker. I did make a mistake. Uh, I was a teenager at the time, but I matured. It was a selfish and stupid mistake, but I matured. Now, Sadiq, when you uh, talk about, you know, we mentioned not only the the Lyell connection to the Cowboys, but we, we've heard it said. I, I, I had somebody one time tell me that, you know, Sadiq is a, a Tyron Smith starter kit that a Ooh. scout had said that. And, and that's obviously high <laughs> praise. And I, I know you've got uh, your, your coach there, uh, your offensive line coach at LSU, who, who knows a little bit about Tyron Smith. I, I guess talk about that comparison and, and the connection you have there. Uh, my connection with me and Coach Craig is uh, actually amazing. So I, I look up to Coach Craig. He's one of my mentors, I would say. Uh, we talk all the time. But he actually told me uh, I was the closest thing he's ever had to Tyron Smith. So <laughs> he did tell me that maybe a year ago. Is Dallas one of these teams that you've gotten a chance to FaceTime with, or, or have you had any conversations with them uh, throughout this process? No, so I haven't had a FaceTime call with them, uh, but I've talked to the Cowboys. So. Now, Sadiq, uh, we're, we're going to finish up here with some, because as you talked about, that you know you know your character and you know, you know you're a good guy, and so we're going to finish up with some get-to-know-Sadiq Charles questions for you. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. So what, what's your uh, like go-to pregame hype song when you're trying to get in the zone? Go-to pregame hype song. It's tough. Uh, I probably, probably definitely got to go with the baby. It's somewhere one of his songs. Everybody's jamming out to that these days. Uh, so, so are you a are you a basketball guy, Sadiq? Yeah, I like basketball. All right, so so I need you to rank for me then: Kobe, LeBron, Michael Jordan. Uh, LeBron, LeBron, Kobe, MJ. Oh man. This has to do that's with you being. Gener- that's a generational response. That, that right is there. a generational response. Show some respect to MJ Sadiq. Goodness. So uh, while you've been, I, I know your 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 first love, your, your your first love a little bit was soccer, and I, I know you're you're kind of a multi sport star. Uh, so I, I guess talk a little bit about uh, the game of soccer and your love for that, because that's something I don't think a lot of people By know way, about. You. I just love envisioning Sadiq an offensive tackle. As a goalie. Oh, soccer. he's when you look at some pictures of him playing goalie in high school, his head is like up past the bar. So yeah, he's <laughs> he was he was pretty tough to score on, I would guess. Yeah, I was pretty good. I was an all star. Did you did you consider that avenue at all instead of football or a different kind of football? I guess because it's soccer. That's what yeah. they call it elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, so I play like select soccer, which is like travel soccer. Uh, to like my end of my ninth grade year. And my mom, and my grandma was like, uh, "Now nah, we gotta cut this out. Like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta choose. <laughs> you gotta cut this out. You gotta choose your sport. Like, we can't be just doing three, you know, three or four sports around four years." So I was like, I'm, "I was like, uh, I'm just gonna do football." Now, now, would you rather go in the first round and obviously have no way of picking the team you go to, or uh, go in the third round and and they let you pick which team you play for? I love this question. Uh. Man, I, I guess I would just want to be in the best situation for me. I don't know if it's the best situation for me. So the team that picks me, I feel like they'll put me in a great situation. So I'll go, I'll go in the first round. All right, leave it up to, to fate. That, that's good. Now, uh, if you could pick, like, one person 
and dead or alive, real or fictional, doesn't matter. Uh, one person to run like a burner account for you to like go after the trolls. Who would you pick? Now, now I was before I I know that's a tough question for a lot of guys, so I always start off letting them know my answer, and it, it's Eric Cartman from South Park would do it for me. <laughs> so, so I, who who would you pick to run your burner to to go after the trolls? Uh, Riley Friedman from the Boondocks. <laughs> there you go. I have to ask the LSU Tiger this. Have you seen Tiger King on Netflix yet? No, no, no. I've heard a lot about it, though. I got, I got to check it out. You've, you've got to as an LSU Tiger, man. That, that's, that's and, right up and your then alley. I want, then I want you to tweet Bobby and I and let us know: Did Carol Baskin <laughs> kill her husband? Yes, yes. That's the main takeaway you need to have from this, Sadiq, is, is that Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband and fed him to tigers. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I got to watch it. I'll let y'all know. I'll send you a tweet. <laughs> All right. So uh, as we close up here, outside of football, how do you want people to remember you? Um, I want for people to remember me as a hard worker, a great teammate, a great player, someone that works for everything that he's going to get and put it all on the line. Perfect. Love it. Just taking the time to do this with us means a lot to us. And I hope that it's a value to you for those listening and, and looking to cheer you on wherever you land. Absolutely. And you, you can follow Sadiq again on social media over on Twitter at Sadiq, S-A-A-H-D-I-Q. Sadiq, best of luck, man. Thank you. All right. Well, Sadiq has not seen Tiger King. A lot of you had. Feel free to interact with us on Twitter at Slater NFL. Bobby, hit him up with your handle. It's at Bobby Belt TX. Lots of uh, 80s references and, uh, you know, obscure stats. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Absolutely. My vote is yes. You tell us what you thought. We'll see you on the next Boys and Girl podcast. I trust Joe Exotic's judgment there. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. At Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.